Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. This coming Lord's Day is... What are you doing? Why are you such a distraction? I mean, you're back in the studio today and you're like playing with your toys. Yeah, my watch just started randomly. Kids, you know, kids these days, you know. Sorry, was that inappropriate? That's, that is inappropriate. <laughs> hey, let's start over. Yeah, let's start over. So, so this coming um, Lord's Day happens to be July 4th, and um, we're, we're kind of asking the question, um, is it appropriate for Christians to be patriotic? Um, is there such a thing as Christian patriotism? And maybe, you know, maybe one of you guys want to summarize uh, yesterday's program? Crickets. No. <laughs> well, yes, there is a, a, a type of Christian patriotism. In fact, what we see is that that command to love your neighbor as yourself doesn't just apply to your neighbor right next door, doesn't just apply to your wife or your children or your family. It applies to all the different relationships that God has obligated you in. So, And we had pointed to Jeremiah 29, which speaks of seeking the city's peace and prosperity and the idea that... Um, that's patriotism, it, looking to the neighbor's good, looking to find a comfortable place. We can talk about even praying for our leaders as we're commanded to do in the New Testament. There is a certain responsibility that we have toward the community that we're in. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe one important difference between like a Christian patriotism and a, um, a worldly patriotism is that we are loving um, country um, for – for the Lord's sake, I mean Jesus is is. And I, I, this is one of the burdens that's been, that's been on my heart lately. Is where is Jesus just Lord over my home? Is he just Lord over my church, or is he Lord over the whole world, including mm-hmm. my country? Yeah. And if he's Lord over my country, then that means I have I actually have obligations towards him in my relationships to my country. And there's one that's easy. I mean, hopefully your pastors at your church are kind of regularly praying for our civil leaders, right? I mean, that's one of the commands in 1 Timothy 2. Pray Mm -hmm. for your governors and kings and those who are in authority. That's a type of of Christian patriotism, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, the, the idea of distinct countries with secure boundaries is not just uh, something that evolved out of human experience. I mean, you, you look at Scripture, God called to himself a people, Israel, and he, he put them in a place in, in the land of Canaan. And we're told uh, in the book of Revelation that uh, one day every tribe and tongue and nation uh, is, is, going to, is, is going to come. God, God designed us for community and to to be associated with a place and of course you know the idea of nation states is not flawless it it 
but you know Canadians have an obligation to love Canada. Mm-hmm. Mexicans have an, an obligation to love Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, citizens of the United States of America have an obligation to love America. That doesn't mean to the exclusion of all other peoples elsewhere. Yeah. Because as Christians, you know, we know that our ultimate citizenship is not here. This, this is kind of a secondary citizenship uh, where God has placed us in the United States of America. But as I said yesterday, and I'll just review it again, I think Christians can love country best because for us, it's not ultimate. Yeah. And I think the idea of, of love for country sometimes can be heard different ways, but we're talking degrees, degrees of love. So how I love my wife is different than how I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a, there's degrees of how much affection that we show depending upon our relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about love for country, we're not talking about love for country that's blind or love for country that is absolute or without restrictions or, I mean, it's a measured love. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very interesting. Uh, C.S. Lewis talks about this. He, he says, when a country... When a country proves sinful, as all do, should citizens stop loving and hate it instead? Lewis suggests that this would be like loving a child or spouse only if they're perfect, which is absurd for the Christians since that means never loving them. He goes on to quote a Greek saying, no man loves his city because it is great, but because it is his. God, of course, has loved us. And he died on the cross for us, and he goes on to explain, you know, uh, that redemption. So we ought to be understanding and forgiving and loving of others, even though we're imperfect and still sinners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would go so far as to say is that we have a moral obligation to be patriotic in the biblical sense. Yeah. If you if you ignore the obligations that you have towards um, your civil neighbor. Then you're you're basically saying, well, Jesus is is my Lord over this sphere and this sphere, but he's he's not Lord over my civil obligations over here, and that that's compartmentalizing the Bible, you know. So the qualifiers are important. One qualifier, and you guys were all touching on it, is that our love of country, any love of country which clashes with our duty to love God and love neighbor, is an ungodly love of country. So you brought up the example yesterday of Nazi Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. They they very much were patriotic, weren't they? <laughs> well, in a in an idolatrous way, right? You know the the phrase that was used by the Nazis was "blood and soil." That that's where we in in the the Nazi vision of patriotism. Was, was grounded in blood and soil. In other words, those who are connected to me by blood and by soil, the sacred ground of you know, Germany, uh, which was seen to be in, in, you know, in their, uh, their national anthem back then at the time, was Deutschland über alles, Germany over all. Right. I, I, don't, I love my country. I love the United States of America. But I'm not connected to my neighbors by blood. I'm connected to them by place, by common commitments, by uh, a sense of uh, community, mm-hmm. which is part of God's 
general extension of grace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we are connected and we have obligations to one another, yeah. but not not of blood yeah. and not just of, of soil. That's that's idolatrous. Well, if you look at the example of Dietrich Bonhoeffer in World War II, he was actually exercising true Christian patriotism yes, he was. by resisting the government. Yes. And also by returning to his homeland because he had actually escaped and he was he was in New York and he understood what was going on there so he went back to his homeland to help them that yeah. was a certain patriotism that fostered mm-hmm. that yeah that's right and in all of it the love of country doesn't put up a wall or a barrier between us and citizens of not other countries yes and this is where patriotism sometimes have, has gone off the rails um, this is the the patriotism of the Jewish nation really throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament era, where that meant their love of their own country meant hatred for those that were in other countries or despising of. And, and mm-hmm. Paul would write about this and said, no, 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 no. What you have in Christ is actually supersedes that which you have with regard to your country. Mm-hmm. Um, those barriers that are, are there I mean, there are barriers between us and other nations. Mm-hmm. Um, and those barriers are, are godly and good. There's nothing wrong with them. They're healthy. Right. They're, sure. they're necessary. Um, but those barriers are not greater than the unity that we have in Christ. And that's what he writes in Ephesians 2. That's what he writes in Galatians 3. And so I think sometimes in the past we've struggled with that. Yeah, and, and I think one of the, one of the great gifts of being a Christian is the transnational nature of the church. Yeah, that's right. And, and I'm sure that you guys have been exposed to this, as have I. I, th- I think the first time I was really exposed to the, tra- and I'm being very specific saying transnational rather than just international, but the first time I was exposed to it was when I went to the Urbana, the University Christian Fellowship uh, Urbana Missions Conference Back in 1976, yes, I'm old. I wasn't even born. Yeah, you were just a twinkle <laughs> in your father's eye. And uh, but anyway, there was Christians. There was Christians there from all over the world, right? And of all different ethnicities, and it was like a glimpse, of, uh, brothers. It was like a glimpse of heaven. Yeah. I got a sense of that when I went to Israel. I spent uh, some a couple months there. I'd found a church, and there were multi, uh, multiple people from different nations. All had gathered into that church, and we, they were, you know, the hymn tunes were similar, and so we were all singing in a different language. But we were singing, we were singing praises and worship to God. I think that when we think about you know the those passages like there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. We we think about those, and it doesn't mean that there's no label anymore. It doesn't mean that if you were if if you're European, you cease being European, or if you're if you're uh, Japanese, you cease being Japanese. I mean, you still have that identity, but now you have a a, a strong and firm identity in Christ uh, that supersedes those things. But you don't get a you don't automatically you know remove all those identities uh, and 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 the cultures that come with it. Mm-hmm. The Lord loves mm-hmm. diversity. He loves yeah. diversity in His body. He gifts us all in different ways, and whether and so he, uh, as you pointed out uh, a couple of days ago, uh, talking about in Revelation, 
the nations the, the nations don't cease to exist. In fact, Revelation chapter seven through nine talks about how seven, nine, and ten rather a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before the throne of God, before the Lamb. You know, saying salvation belongs to God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Here's a picture of heaven where the nations are gathered. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when we go back to this idea that our loves are, are have different degrees, my love for a brother and sister that's from another country is greater than my love for a fellow American that's not a brother or sister in Christ. That doesn't mean I don't love the, the person from America that's not a believer because they're part of the nation that I'm a part of, but it's a, a, the connection is less because yes. I'm united to Christ and my brother or sister from Nigeria is united to Christ, we have a, a stronger, deeper connection and tie and love yes. than there is on a country-to-countryman type of love. Well, an- another way to put that is that I, you mentioned Nigeria, so let me just follow up on that example. I have more, we in this room, have more in common with a Christian in Nigeria than we do with a non-Christian here in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean we don't love, as you're saying, that doesn't mean we don't love our neighbors here and love our country. But we have a bond in Christ that totally transcends that. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We hope that you worship uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in your local church this coming Lord's Day, and we will see you next time. 